welcome to a very special episode of the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Cantor. I am the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, and I'm excited to welcome you to the first part of our State of Enterprise Biometrics mega podcast event, presented in association with our premier security partner, ISC West. ISC West has been postponed due to concerns about the COVID 19 pandemic, but the converged security conversation is more critical than ever. That's why we are bringing the Enterprise Biometrics conversation online with long-form expert interviews, an extended podcast panel, and this latest event, the State of the Industry Survey. Readers of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World know that our live conference coverage is punctuated by show floor interviews. And in lieu of a show floor, we reached out to identity tech companies remotely to ask them one key question. What is the biggest identity and authentication issue in the modern enterprise? In part one of this virtual show floor event, you will hear answers from Innovatrix, CrucialTrack, and Cyberlink. So now, without further ado, let's hear what the experts have to say about the state of enterprise biometrics right here on the ID Talk podcast. Okay, so my name is Donald Green. I'm the regional manager for Europe, Middle East, and Africa at Innovatrix. Uh, yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think there are really two main parts to that. Uh, first of all, you have the technical challenges of trying to uh, solve these problems, and then also the business challenges. Firstly, from a technical point of view, I think, uh, as we can see, many enterprises are moving towards things like EKYC or remote onboarding of customers. And this uh, presents significant challenges in the areas of things like identity document validation and uh, proving the authenticity of ID documents. I don't think anybody, uh, any companies I've seen out there have really solved this problem 100% just yet. Then we have things like uh, simple presentation attack defense, where people are trying to gain access to companies' uh, accounts or to open accounts with banks, etc., using uh, presentation attacks or fake credentials. And then we have the requirement for technology to detect uh, even more advanced presentation attacks using sophisticated things such as morphing and these kind of uh, different methods. So I think the good news is that there are technology companies out there who do have very innovative solutions to these problems. But this brings me to what I think really is the biggest issue, and that is in actually selecting the right vendor to deliver these uh, identity and authentication uh, solutions. So our space was traditionally occupied by what we would call, let's say, established technology providers and system integrators. But over the last two years, we've seen a huge volume of new entrants to the market. And these companies, while they do try to solve the same set of problems for enterprises, they're hugely varied in terms of their technical capabilities and competencies. So some startups have entered the market and made a really huge impact. They've brought truly innovative technology and they're forcing the more established players to up their game in terms of innovation. Others, however, they claim to have great technology and certainly have a compelling story, complete with a very nice website and polished marketing materials. However, when you do take a closer look under the hood, we quickly realize that these companies aren't really what we call serious players. So the challenge uh, for a digital or risk leader, for example, a bank, I think is to cut through this huge marketplace and identify the vendors which they can build uh, long-term technology partnerships with. There are many things that somebody in a situation like this can do in order to select the right vendor. Obviously, the obvious things are looking at their, their references, uh, see how their technology ranks in things such as NIST benchmarks. But the single biggest piece of advice I would give is simply to test. You need to test the technology uh, of more than one vendor on real data from your customers. 
You have to test if it works in accordance with the claims of the vendor and assess if it actually solves your business challenge. And I think if you do that, you're much more likely to make the right decision for, for your organization rather than simply believing the claims of salespeople and marketing materials. Hi, my name is Daniel Gold. I am the vice president uh, at Crucial Track in the United States and North America. Crucial Track focuses on our touchless biometrics of four layers of different modalities. So we are talking today about the and giving insight on the question about um, identity and authentication in the modern enterprise. So as we look at the enterprise and how biometrics relate to security and access control, there's certainly a myriad of considerations. And what we find really is not necessarily the actual application or the user experience, but how the enterprise is able to manage the different levels of users in which they're experienced on a regular basis. So we talk about, and we usually say that our employees that we have in an enterprise, you know, fit very well into the access control environment. And as we add biometrics into those environments, it seems to be typically a very seamless transition. Where we do find challenges is with temporary access and with visitor management, and how we kind of deal with the management of user templates with regards to privacy, but also how we cycle those through the enterprise and through the access control system so that we're regularly taking into consideration what we do with those biometric identities. So as an example, we we've have a visitor management platform that will allow users to enroll and really skip any type of enrollment process at a security desk or an administration station. And also will allow to delete that data so that it's no longer existent anywhere in the system. And that therefore is, makes us uh, GDPR compliant. So as biometrics is becoming more pervasive within the industry, regulation is starting to catch up. And one of our biggest challenges is to make sure that we adhere to those regulations, uh, both as a company, but as an industry, so that we can continue to push forward and uh, really have more success and not run into any hurdles um, through the regulators. I'm Richard Carrier. I'm a SVP and general manager at CyberLink. To answer your question, uh, I see really three, uh, three dimensions to, to it. First, one big challenge is the cost and possibility to properly monitor what's going on all the time everywhere in an enterprise. We have a lot of people coming in and out, and this is where the risks typically come from, uh, from a physical way, uh, whether it's employees, visitors, unwanted people, people who should have access uh, to parts of enterprises, but not everywhere. Even for safety reasons, people who end up in uh, let's say, a freezer room in a facility, a warehouse facility. You don't want them to be there for more than a certain time. So there, there's a cost attached to uh, doing it today and the inability to do it properly. One of it is just being everywhere. Uh, there's also human error. A lot of uh, ensuring physical safety, security, and uh, identify people in a modern company still relies on people, even if uh, we use all sorts of technologies. And uh, you can falsely identify people, uh, things can happen. There's also the risk of technical technology failures. To protect access in most 
contexts. Uh, people still rely on keys or access cards or passwords that are easy to break in. Or if they move to biometrics tools, it's very expensive. And then there's hygiene issues potentially with uh, fingerprint readers or retina readers, uh, which in many uh, many businesses can pose problems, certainly in the current context of a, a global virus. So this is where we see uh, a lot of, uh, of the failures. Uh, never mind when you go online, which, because there's also a lot of authentication needs for any digital uh, business interaction. And this is where we come in uh, with FaceMe. Uh, FaceMe is extremely flexible. It can protect access in a very cost-effective way with essentially what is the most uh, precise, hardest to fake or to, to traffic uh, source of identity, which is somebody's face. We have anti-spoofing technologies, so people cannot just uh, use a picture or video recording. So it can be used in many ways. So to, to recognize people, connect people with databases and enterprise, say, okay, this is an employee, this is a registered visitor, or this is a blacklisted person, or somebody we don't know can send alerts automatically to the right people so you don't need to have a physical human presence everywhere. And uh, when you bring in even to the online uh, space, uh, same idea. It's, you can access whether it's your uh, online banking, your account with the enterprise as an employee or as a customer, and have a very secure way to identify the right person. So this is how we see that uh, there, there are major issues, but thanks to AI, thanks to the quick uh, evolution of technologies, the fact that uh, you know technologies like ours don't need big uh, cloud processing, so it brings the costs very low. It I mean, brings safety uh, and security very high. So I, I think this is kind of where uh, the modern enterprise is going. And so concludes part one of our State of Enterprise Biometrics mega podcast event. Stay tuned to ID Talk in the coming days as we hear from other leaders in enterprise security. Before we go, I would like to thank Susan Stover and Sasha Kevek for conducting the interviews for this event. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I am your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.